The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. still worse. Listen, you know, here's the thing. We've had a few days to, I wouldn't say recover, but... Certainly not. It's definitely settled in. The dust has kind of still settled. Look, he might have gotten surgery on his ankle, but I have not gotten surgery on my heart. That is fact. We will never recover. And I just would like to say, if you weren't moved by the outpouring of support by Dak Prescott... just For Dak Prescott. Literally... That was kind of a double entendre I just did. Exit this podcast. Oh, it was? Yeah. Wow. I, there's so many four puns these days. Like, I'm really here for that. Like, the... Uh, it's very your brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Let's put four in as much as possible. Yeah. I also have to say, if you guys don't follow Ambar Garcia um, with the... Oh, Cowboys, my God. Yo. Literally, go right now to her Twitter and look at the actual art that she created. She's... First of all, she's talented in general, but if you didn't know she's an artist, she's an artist. And she created the most beautiful painting of Dak, and I just love her, and she's amazing, and so um, check that out. It's incredible. It is. Um, It'll make you feel things. It will make you feel things. Almost as much as it'll make you feel similarly to Dakota P's video, Meg. Oh, my God. When you posted that on your story, I was like, oh, my guy! I wasn't ready. It, like, took me a minute. I had to, like, I was... You know, I was driving, I saw it at a stoplight, because, you know, that's what one does while you're sitting at a stoplight for ages and ages. Yeah. Um, and I literally pulled over, because I was like, I'm going to watch this right now. And, uh, yeah. He's wonderful. I got, I got, a, little, got a little swelled up. Got a, got a little, uh, little, it might have been the allergies. Uh, might yeah. have been, there might have been something in my eye. Onions in your car? Yeah, I always keep onions in my car, don't you? Yeah, yeah, that and garlic, because vampires <laughs> are real. Have you seen Twilight? Heller? I don't think garlic has ever made me cry, but I'm I'm here for keeping vampires away. <laughs> there are a lot of things that make me cry these days. It's 2020. It doesn't take much. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> oh, at least we can laugh through it, right? Yeah, something like that. Um, so that was really awesome. But now, you guys, since uh, Dak is out of surgery, prognosis is four to six months, and he will be back. And I do believe he'll be back better than ever. I am sure we're going to have plenty of time to discuss the contract implications. I swear to Bob if I have to hear about his contract one more time. It's not the time. But I get it. It's the business. I understand. But, like, I don't feel like talking about it right now. He's going to get paid, and I am worried about it. I just I just want his ankle to be better. That's all. Yeah. Um, like his brother his brother said, he, he tweeted out, he was like, he, it's Ready for MVP season, like comeback. He was already fire. having one. <laughs> All in one, and I was like, "Yes, sir." I love that family. Um, so yeah, if like if he was balling out like this year, sure. With the crap that was going on, just imagine a comeback season by Dak. A comeback season. Oh, imagine. Honestly, I don't know if like 
you are currently getting paid for what you, your brain and how great it is, but you should figure out a way to do that. Besides this, I mean, I know you can pay for this, but like, um, like, I don't know, like maybe like nail polish namer, like that should be <laughs> something that you should be throwing your name in the hat for. Like you're very good at it. Uh, you know, so it just has to be something you're passionate about. It just has to come to you. Yeah. So, you know, if they, if they could give me some time, I could mess around with it. Yeah, that's fine. That's fair. Okay. Um, so I'll make my own nail polish. And <laughs> I'll wear it. It's a GTB color. Yeah, the GTB color. I don't know what it'll be. Probably blue. It's going to be the tears of Philadelphia Eagles fans. Ooh, then it'll be turquoise. <laughs> I not, love turquoise. Not seafoam, though. Yeah. I'm not doing that. We are down with the seafoam on this pod, okay? Nope. Um, so, we love you, Dak, and we want you to be better because... Yeah, how cute was his freaking neighbors? Dude, dude, I hate those. I hate those yard signs. Um, I hate them, but I love that. He's that was so cute. I just have to say something really quick. I'm gonna sound like a total douche when I say this, but like I'm gonna do it anyways. When I say that like Dak is a really great guy, I genuinely mean he's a really great guy. Like there, the way in my time in this industry, I have I value a player and I, I value my working relationship with them. Like that, like because I work in sponsorships or I work at like media or whatever it may be at the time, and. I value how they treat the little people. Like, how do you treat the equipment staff? And not they're little, but like the guys that do like some of the dirty work for you at times, or like, or like the janitors, or whatever people that, for all well, intents and purposes, do the elevators. Yeah, like they don't. That that some people wouldn't treat as equally as others, and or like people like myself, where like I'm, you know, who the hell am I to one of the most famous people in the entire world? This guy acknowledges you every single time you see him. By name, nonetheless. I mean, he'll he'll reach out to you on your birthday. Like he is just so lovely, and I wish nothing but the best for him. And I'm grateful that he got his surgery so he could get on the path to recovery. But like, dang it, it sucked that it happened to him. I mean, hey, like if you can't tell from the outpouring of love from his team that he is a leader yeah. through and through, yeah. then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Anyway, you blind. Um, you deaf. We're super happy that he was back in the building, and he is on the road to the return of the century. We the call come, it now. The comeback. The comeback. The comeback. You literally, if you don't tweet that and claim it right now, we're gonna go buy comeback.com. I'm doing. Wait, that sounds weird. <laughs> bleep. <laughs> bleep. 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 Hey, it looks better when it's spelled. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I won't buy that. <laughs> Hey, when it's spelled correctly, it's fine. <laughs> this is going downhill quickly. Anyways. RJ, put the E on this. <laughs> um, wow. How do I even get us out of this hole? I actually don't know where you're going next. Um, let's I don't see. Um, Randy Gregory. Let's talk about that. Oh, I would love to talk about Randy Gregory. <laughs> so, I would love nothing more than to talk about Randy Gregory. My guy. My Nebraska bro. <laughs> this feels good. GBR. Go Big Red. Let's go. Let's get back in this building. Have you guys ever noticed when Meg talks about like her northern things? Like She's like she gets her accent in like real heavy. She's Was like, that even an accent? Literally. And you said, you're like, GB, I can't even do it. You're like, GBR. GBR. <laughs> like, well, go big red, eh? <laughs> She's like, Marco, let's try to get some Runza, eh? <laughs> uh, you hate on Runza, and Runza's good. And rightfully so. If you've ever had Runza and you listen to this podcast, please sound off and let me know how right I Runza am. Runza is good. Big trash. So good. Runza is almost as good as this Dallas Cowboys defense. Do what you will with How that. dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um... Zeke Elliott, before I get offed by my one of my besties, <laughs> um, tweeted, or I'm sorry, he spoke to the media to, or this week, I should say, and he literally was saying that uh, Randy Gregory is back in the building and he is playing lights out. Lights out! Uh, let me read the quote for you. He said, lights out in practice today. It was really tough to block him. I'm excited to get Randy back. He's got those fresh legs and he looks better than I've ever seen him. Reaction. This is just like I, I'm, I'm having a comeback. Like it's, it's so good to hear. Um, I so good to hear. So thrilled for so many reasons. Just a, I think Randy's gonna be really good <clears throat> for the locker room. I'm, I'm, and 
you know, we don't have 10 hours tonight to talk about mental health, but I think you all know how passionate Meg and I are about that subject. And I think that that's, a, that's something that Randy is consistently fighting. And I'm just so freaking proud of him for overcoming everything he's overcome and continuing to show up every day despite all the obstacles he's had to overcome. And now he's back. And we need the help on the defense. This guy was so excited to get back on the field with his guys. Like, there's I, – I feel like this was – it was probably the best day of his entire year. Yes. Entire years. Like, this whole being away from – he's such a team guy. He likes being surrounded by people. He's always been that guy. Yeah. Like, even Zeke said also um, – He's still special. He opened a lot of eyes out there. It was great to see him back. He opened a lot of eyes. Look, if someone's got to turn up this defense, it's going to be Randy. I'm here for it. It's my guy. I'm super, super, super pumped about that. He's not going to come back this game, but it does mean that he's back sooner rather than later. Yeah, so we're just getting you hyped in advance. But you know who is coming back, Meg? Oh! Oh! (laughs) L-V-E! If you don't give this podcast five stars tonight, then, like, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. It's high-quality content. Please send five stars. <laughs> Powered by Ranch Waters out of Austin, Texas. Thank you so much for the non-sponsorship. But if you want to sponsor us, you can call us. Anyways. Anytime. Uh, LVE is going to be back in the building, supposedly assuming all goes well for, throughout the rest of the weekend, which it sounds like it did. He was practicing and actually taking some hits, and he will be taking some hits on Friday. That will be open to the media. So that's good news all around. My God, I'm hype. Hey, even if they just rotate him, and I don't know what exactly their plan is for him, sure. but like anything is like to get this defense going. It's just been abysmal. So like, yeah, anything. He's- Let's energize the guys. I kind of rhymed. Here for it. <laughs> Let's go. Um, we need help. And I wouldn't even, I don't even need to break it down and quantify it because we know that it's across the board. And so he's just a, he's one of those guys that serves as a catalyst for this defense. He really has stepped up and been a leader. He's, you know, I just think he's so good across the board. I, I and I, and I say this with the most respect because just being the, the point that he is in his career, you know, when you're looking for Sean Lee to come back to the field, there's that, that, that you're not in the best of positions. And cause he quite frankly, Sean Lee, the last two years has been a rotational player for you and Sean Lee will always and forever be the general. I have the utmost respect for him. But if you think that he's going to be the most explosive player on your defense and that's what you're lusting for, then, like, we have a problem. And so... Then, like, uh, let me bring you back to this year. Yeah. I know 2020 is not fun to live in, but uh, get out of 2015 and uh, come up here. Yeah. So um, LVE will bring some much-needed reinforcements, and I'm very thrilled for that. So that's really good. Staying on the topic of defense, though, a guy that didn't participate, and Meg, you might know more about this than I do, um, Everson Griffin apparently was not participating, and not for football reasons? Uh, it, non-injury related reasons. Okay. What does that mean? I don't know. It could be a number of things. Like, the thing is that it, everyone was pretty, like, uh, inconspicuous about it. Nebulous. Nebulous. Sure. I, I like that, that word. word. Thank you. It um, reminds me of Neptune. Ooh. Honestly, it just makes me think of Xenon, so. Yeah, dude, I was just going to go there. Whoa. Great movie. Yeah. I honestly, Xenon, that was the greatest movie of all time. Don't at me. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Make my heart go boom, boom. (laughs) Supernova girl. Again, five Um, stars. Seriously. But anyways, he didn't show up um, for, for whatever reason it was. But, and you know, at this point, it's just like me thinks that uh, he's getting drawn off sides on Twitter and he's having a little too much fun there. I don't know what's going on. Like, he's... The tea is piping. He's just... He, he's not playing well, and then he gets mad when people call him out for it, and then he just continues to say that he's going to play better, and then, like, what are we getting? Here's a rule of thumb. Nothing. That and don't Google yourself. Yeah. I'm no one... And I would never Google myself. I don't ever Google myself because I'm sure there's people out there like, her voice is so annoying or like Look, she laughs too much. Like, I can't. Like, I'm sorry. Like, just I'm so not we're clear, everyone. my voice in my head is like five octaves lower than it actually is. 100%. Same here. So. I sound like, I don't know what I, I was going to come up with some really creative. I don't have anything creative. And it, I, yeah. Like, I, all my, all my, like, 
Computers Everson, put away the phone. Have been really creepy tonight, so I'm just gonna stop ahead <laughs> there before I like sound like a total perv. <laughs> I don't know where you were going with that. I but... don't either, man. But I can't even let my brain like. It's just like, just just stop while you're ahead. Like, we are done here. Get your mind out of the gutter. Anyways, Everson, um, I really, you know, I want to see you succeed. Yeah, that at, is all. At at that's all we're gonna say. That's it. Please come back to the team because God knows we need Come back to practice. <laughs> I think you all need it, not we just need, you. <laughs> we need more people to run after the tight ends because apparently that's what you do. Um, so, Shoot. anyways, um, lots to break down this week with the upcoming game. Meg went out and found quite possibly the best guest ever. He's phenomenal. And he, I don't know if he quelled our fears. Um, no, not at all. No. <laughs> it, <laughs> this is kind of the opposite of a Homer hour today. So, uh, yeah, sorry. We, I went out and found uh, our SB Nation affiliate in uh, Arizona. There, they are Revenge of the Birds, and I found the Revenge of the Birds co-host Johnny Venerable, and he is a well of knowledge. And uh, we kind of pick his brain, tease him a little bit about. Uh, him trying to trade uh, Isaiah Simmons for CD straight up. Huh? I'm sorry. No. No, sir. Stop. <laughs> um, but... Stop the drama! <laughs> but he was great, and it was like it was super interesting to just let him run it down about how this weekend's going to go, um, and I, I'm, I'm scared. But it'll be okay. Well, we hope so. But either way, go ahead and take a listen to what he had to say, and you guys let us know what you think. And without further ado, Johnny Venerable. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year, at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right. And joining us now, we've got our very special guest, Johnny Bitterbolt from SB Nation, our sister brother company, you know, uh, partner over in Arizona Revenge of the Birds podcast, but you're actually not in Arizona. I think you're in Oregon, right? I am. Yeah, I live uh, in Eugene, so where the Ducks play. Um, so but, birds. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Same. Same deal. But I am in the the back Northwest, uh, and yeah, but cover the Arizona Cardinals. Grew up uh, a huge fan of the team. They actually uh, used to be in St. Louis. My father was a diehard St. Louis Cardinal fan when they were in Dallas's division. Uh, a long time ago. And then when they relocated, cause they couldn't get their own stadium with the uh, baseball Cardinals, we followed them to Phoenix where they've been ever since. Wow. St. Louis has really gotten gypped out of a lot. of They bought several franchises. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. I didn't even realize that one. I didn't either. Um, did you intentionally move to a place where there was another foul, you know, animal team? Is that <laughs> no, like, no. Oh, at home <laughs> like, what was the logic behind that? I like you being, I've been there. Yeah. Before. I'm a fan. Yeah. My, uh, my work brought me here. Uh, and we wanted to live on this side of the country. We're from the Midwest. I grew up in Illinois. So hence, you know, t- two hours away from St. Louis. Um, but no, we, we wanted to live on this side of the country. We're 70 minutes from the Pacific Ocean, and we love to be outside and hike and all that good stuff. And we frequent the uh, the valley often. Not right now, of course, but um, yeah. that's that's our favorite place to be. And, and long term, maybe we end up there. But fortunate to just now be on this time zone, at least, I can cover the team in a more efficient manner than with the two-hour difference in Illinois. 
Yeah, I can imagine. Well, Meg and I are supposed to go up to um, that area to the Willamette Valley. And oh, sure. Kind of up to the Arch Cape um, parts for my redo of my 30th birthday because yeah, Corona. Yeah, it was supposed to happen in, oh, in March. And then, uh, you know. COVID's a big old B. <laughs> it is, yes. More ways than one. Yeah, we had uh, tickets to the draft. We were going to, me and my bunch of my buddies were going to go to Vegas for the NFL draft this past year. That got scrapped. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. Good time. Um, you want to know what also got scrapped potentially is our season. Um, and I actually <laughs> want to talk to you about that because we play you guys next. And yes. Um, well, first of all, the last time we played y'all was in 2014. And uh, uh, there was something that's eerily similar to the last time. And is that we have a ginger quarterback. Oh, <laughs> sure. It was, it was Brandon Whedon. And now we, <laughs> now we have Andy Dalton. Well, we had Carson Palmer. So it was a double dip of the the Ooh. gingers wow yeah i mean i guess tyler isn't really he, he doesn't have red hair no no <laughs> quite the quite the opposite I was gonna say, yeah. um i have to say though johnny when i was kind of doing a little bit of research on this team obviously you know it's been a lot of talk last year you had the rookie of the year kyler murray first you know first pick in the draft and you know cliff is a guy that has just He's like the, um, what's his name? What's Eva Longoria's husband's name? I love that I'm like asking who Eva Longoria's husband is on this podcast. Right I have now. no idea. Ryan Gosling. What? He, he looks like Ryan Gosling. Does not even. Eva Mendez, Mendez is married to Ryan Gosling. Longoria. Dang it. I'm so bad with Get your Eva's right. But yeah, that's the, that's the consistent comparison. I, I think I can see it, you know, as a, you know, a, a third party object objection. I think I can see the comparisons, but yeah. And that's, we hope that that is the, the last of the comparisons in terms of, you know, we want him to, to, to rack up some wins here in the process so people will, will stop focusing on his outer appearance. Because yes. right now that's all we have. Yeah, so I actually, you know, you do have that right now, but I kind of feel like you're on the up and up. And lucky for you, this Dallas Cowboys defense is really good at showing out for other teams um, in all the wrong ways. So we sure. might just be able to make you look good. And I kind of want to get your thoughts on the lay of the land Obviously, um, going into this game, Dallas Cowboys have the number one ranked total offense in the NFL. That was before Dak Prescott, um, unfortunately, went down. But we still have all of the weapons there. The defense, man, we know the story there. It's abysmal. And you guys, I mean, listen, you you kind of had an average offense last year. You added DeAndre Hopkins in the offseason. Like, he's obviously, we know what he can bring to the table. And But your defense is also pretty darn good, too. So it feels like you have – some really solid capabilities. How are you feeling going into this Monday night football game? Well, we're I'm feeling a lot better now that, that, I mean, with all due respect that, that Dak Prescott isn't playing. I think that, listen, he was on just a, a tremendous tear to begin the season. And I fully would have expected Dallas to, to win this game with Dak Prescott. The Cardinals are a little bit fraudulent defensively. They have not played a, a legitimate offense yet. They have played better. But they were one of the worst, if not the worst, statistical defense a year ago. They added a bunch of pieces in the offseason, but they played a lot of Washington, Detroit, the Jets, you know, a bunch of middling offenses, if not worse, throughout the duration of the first quarter of the season. And then they just lost Chandler Jones to a bicep tear. So if Dak Prescott was playing in this game, I think the Cardinals would be sunk. But I will say, you know, second year defensive coordinator Vance Joseph. He's got a little bit of a Mike Nolan complex around the Valley in the sense that Cardinal fans would like to part with him, but he's doing just enough. I think right now to keep their job, I think they're roughly fourth in points per game with 20th. But again, I think that has more to do with the fact they haven't played a capable offense yet. They haven't played Seattle or the Rams or, or, or Dallas here on Monday night. So we'll see how they fare. Um, now they do have a couple players coming back from injury outside linebacker. Devon Kennard hasn't played in a couple of weeks. He'll be back. And then Jalen Thompson, a, a promising young second-year safety, will play as well. But they've just they've had an inability to create turnovers defensively. They're next to last. They only have two turnovers forced all season. So it's been a very bend but not break approach. To me, I mean, the Cardinals are built to score points, and if they're going to make a, a postseason run, it is going to be with the the aforementioned Kyler Murray. They have all the tools and, and no excuses not to consistently put up 30 points per game. Um, but we have seen them kind of have a shaky start to the season. They played um, a lot of teams that you, you would think they could take advantage of offensively, the Detroits of the world, and they lost that game. Kyler Murray threw three interceptions, did not play well. As great as he's been to start this year, and he's on pace for over 40 total touchdowns, the offensive line is 
right now, statistically a top 10 offensive line, which is unheard of in Arizona. They've only given up, I think, eight quarterback hits all season. They've got Hopkins, who's on pace for you know, a million yards. They've got a you know plethora of second and third tier options at receiver. They've just been too inconsistent for what should be their explosive top five, top 10 offensive year, second year under Cliff Kingsbury. Um, you would think they could get right against the Dallas Cowboy defense that right now is struggling. But I do think that, listen, if the Cardinals turn the ball over, which they've done consistently, I don't think they've won a turnover battle to start this year. And they're still three and two. And Dallas is able to lean on the run game, control the line of scrimmage, control the clock. I think this game can be much closer <clears throat> than the score indicates. And the Cardinals were initially, I think, favored coming into this game by four or three points. That line has since dropped to one and a half. So Vegas would tell you that this is essentially a pick em, a toss-up game. Um, and really, to me, it's it's less about you know what Arizona is going to be able to do defensively and can Kyler Murray in the offense match, it's crazy to say, Andy Dalton and Dallas's offense score for score. Because I, I think you know Dalton is what he is at this point. He made a couple nice throws last week to Gallup to, to secure that victory. And actually, the Cardinals played Dalton in Cincinnati last year, and he played particularly well in that losing effort. But I, I'm just so impressed with Dallas's skill players, specifically at receiver. Um, and I know there are a lot of envious Cardinal fans who would have preferred CeeDee Lamb over Isaiah Simmons with the mm-hmm. eighth overall pick. So I, I think this is going to be a very high scoring matchup. I would ex- fully expect it to eclipse the over of 55. Um, but I, I do think the, the Cardinals get a, a, a big, you know, no pun intended, a big break with, with Dak Prescott not playing this week. I think had he played the Cardinals traditionally this year have not done well against mobile quarterbacks. They played only, you know, majority pocket passers, but when they played Teddy Bridgewater, he ate them alive. Um, with a little RPO and I, Dak was having a fantastic season. You, you hate to see him go down, but it gives the Cardinals a much better chance to, to come out of Dallas with a victory. So you made a point there uh, just a minute ago, and I uh, saw a tweet that you sent earlier, and I was going to bring it up later, but since since you uh, brought this subject matter to light, uh, you said uh, in uh, parentheses, please don't kill me for this. Could you convince Jerry Jones to trade you CD Lamb straight up today for Isaiah Simmons? No way. I wrote, how erroneous. <laughs> so, are yeah, you it would. How, are you, let me ask you this. Is this an undercover deal? Like, is there money handing under the table? Like, what? I just, I feel like we could help each other right now, right? I mean, Dallas, that was a luxury pick. That I mean, goodness, yeah, I, I'm a, of the opinion you take a great player when one falls to you, and, and certainly in this NFL. Um, you can never have too many good receivers and Dallas was using them up to their, their capability, but their defense is, is struggling. And we, we don't know what to do with Isaiah Simmons. You know, Vance Joseph yeah. has pigeonholed him as a, as a will inside linebacker. They do not, they do, they don't play him. He plays on average like seven to 13 snaps per game. Um, they are, they are afraid to move him around because they took a player by the name of Hassan Reddick who went to temple and was the 13th overall pick in the Mahomes draft. He was a edge rusher at Temple. They moved him an inside linebacker. He has been a complete disappointment. He's going to start this week for Chandler Jones, but has been just somebody who did, they didn't pick up the, his fifth-year option, and he's likely going to leave after this year. It was a huge miss for them. And so when the Cardinals ended up taking Simmons, you know, granted, completely different level of play, Clemson versus Temple. Simmons was the Buckus Award winner. A lot of people felt like there were some similarities in the fact that Vance Joseph is not – Wade Phillips is not Todd Bowles. We don't trust him to get the most out of this young player. He's he's he doesn't play at all. They don't play him. Um, they they could play him at strong safety. They don't have a, a strong safety of note that I think is a superior athlete. Simmons is their fastest player on defense. Period. They don't have anybody faster based on his his combine workout where he ran a four three. Nobody on their defense runs that fast. They have an opening now at outside linebacker. They're not going to play him there. They're probably too afraid of doing what they did to Hassan Reddick. But in turn. They're stunting his growth. I don't know what they're doing for his, for his, you know, his self-confidence. You're not playing the eighth overall pick on a defense that needs help. And we're five, six weeks into the season. And then you watch teams like Baltimore play Patrick Queen every down and he looks fantastic. So it's, it's very demoralizing. I don't think by any means five weeks in, he's a bust. I think the Cardinals have a very limited coordinator who doesn't know what to do with him. And that's shame on the Cardinals for, for drafting him and not having a plan. But I, I floated that out there because <laughs> throughout, throughout the, the entire draft process, 
I would say 50 to 60% of Cardinal fans on Twitter, even after the Hopkins deal, wanted the Cardinals to draft CeeDee Lamb. They wanted to pair CeeDee Lamb with Kyler Murray. Murray and Lamb are best friends. Sure. Murray advocated to our GM that, that we should take him at eight. I thought that was a little rich, but I, I clearly did, did wouldn't have killed the team for taking him. I, I would have preferred a tackle uh, at that tr- spot, maybe Tristan Worst. But I thought CeeDee was going to go 10 to 12, and then he ended up falling to Dallas where he did. And I, I'm so glad to see him have success. But selfishly, I would like to trade him for for Simmons just because I trust K- Cliff Kingsbury to get the most out of C.D. Lamb. I don't trust Vance Joseph to get the most out of Isaiah Wait, Simmons. Are you so just based off, of, I'm being very judgmental here to us, <laughs> to our team. You, sure. you think that we can get the best out of Simmons? <laughs> yeah, well... Well, after you fire Mike Nolan and get a legitimate coordinator, yes. Oh, but at least you would. At least you I was would. Like, Jerry Jones is not picking that up specifically. At least you would play him. Right wouldn't he play over guys play like? Right yeah, we'll right. He, could, he, he Yeah, he would play over Darren Thompson. I think he would probably play over Joe Thomas. Some of your some of your back seven players. I mean, Dallas would put him on the field. Jerry would go to the locker room and make sure that our our ownership doesn't have the the guts to do that yet. And I think it's because the defense has probably been overachieving to start this year, but I, I just, it, it kills me to, to, to see him not play because, you know, he checks all the boxes. He was an impact player at Clemson. He dominated the off season, terrific human being. And they, they labeled him as a, this unicorn transcendent player that they stole eighth overall and they use the pandemic. And the fact we didn't have an off season, not to play him yet. Every, every other rookie plays. Yeah. So it's it's something that I'm sure they're going to highlight on Monday night, and for your, for your viewers, just like we're as dumbfounded as you are, you're probably thinking, why doesn't Isaiah Simmons play for Arizona? We don't. We literally don't know. No That's one knows. the answer. No one knows. Um, well, I hate to just completely rub salt in the wound, but Katie <laughs> Lamb actually had a pretty decent game. Someone called it a breakout game against the Giants, uh, setting career highs in receptions with eight, and he had 124 yards. So. He's doing pretty well, but I actually want to take a step back and talk about your defense here for a minute because I think it's a good point you bring to the table in terms of adding color commentary to the statistics that you bring to the table. I think it's so easy sure. to just look at paper and say, oh, well, the number one eight, you know, ranked or whatever else. And granted, yeah, you guys haven't played anyone that's stellar, but yet while you're off, your defense is doing pretty well. Your rushing defense still seems to struggle. You mentioned the Isaiah conversation and the 49ers seem to do some work against you guys in that regard. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think it would make sense to put him in at strong safety? And granted, especially knowing what the Cowboys bring to the table in terms of rushers, we've got a we've got a good one. I would say he's pretty okay yeah. at what he does. So what yeah. gives? I, I've no, I have no idea. And they got torched on the ground by Carolina uh, and and Joe Brady and that offense. Um, on Teddy Bridgewater was was running all over him. Mike Davis or whatever the you know replacement running back is he. He had a huge day um, and they have like competent inside linebackers. That's probably t- too loose. They have fairly good inside linebackers in Jordan Hicks and Devondre Campbell. They, they signed Campbell from Atlanta a year ago uh, now to be the, the starter right inside linebacker next to Hicks, who you guys know used to play for the Eagles and, and they, they're good players, but they're not pro bowl players. They're not transcendent players. Um, and then our, Joseph labels him as purely an inside linebacker, right? And so I think that they're afraid now to walk it back and say, we're, we're going to dabble him at strong safety. And they've had safeties out these past couple of weeks. Jalen Thompson has been on IR. Buda Baker had hand surgery, missed the Carolina game. Chris Banjo, who's their third safety, has been out. Deontay Thompson's a nice player, but he's not a starter. There's been openings. It's not like the Cardinals are sporting some transcendent defense. You know, they don't have Pittsburgh's defense where they can't fit him in. So, uh, yeah, it, it it will start to snowball here if the Cardinals defense reverts to what it was a year ago. And they've improved, but not considerably. And these offenses that they're facing with these premier players. I mean, they go from Dallas and they play Seattle. Uh, the Rams, we've never beaten Sean McVay since Sean McVay has become the head coach of the LA Rams. They, they play Buffalo's offense. They have a lot of good players here the, the, down the stretch, three fourths of the way um, throughout the rest of the season. And they've been allowed to kind of coast here for four or five weeks. And again, had Dak played, I think they'd be in a rude awakening, but you know, for Dalton, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, they're going to be fine. Offensively. The Cardinals do not force turnovers. They have nobody in their secondary 
outside of Patrick Peterson, who's approaching 30, who can intercept passes. Buda Baker is the highest paid safety in pro football. He's a fantastic player. He's never had an interception in his career. Byron Murphy's a, a really nice corner from Washington's, doesn't intercept the ball. Their linebackers don't force fumbles. So that's why I think a lot of Cardinal fans would like to see Simmons come in and maybe emerge as a lightning rod, make a play here or there. They have, you know, their defensive line really has been decimated since, you know, the Calais Campbell era in Arizona, and they let him go to Jacksonville. So they just, they have not been able to rebuild and retool this defense with premium level players. They're, they're trying, and I like a couple of their pieces, but they don't have blue chip players defensively outside of Buda Baker and Chandler Jones, and now Jones is gone. Hey, Simmons is supposed to be that, and we're clearly not there yet. I mean, also, you signed Prince Mukamara. I, I always say his name wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Really always, like, Nebraska's wrong. very own. Hey, you would know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's still a piece, at least. Yeah. Like, shoot, we take that right about now. Why did we sign him? <laughs> well, he's from Arizona. He's from the Valley. So, I think he wanted to play his last maybe year or two in, in, in the desert. But they're just they're trying to piecemeal this together to, to try to do enough defensively hopefully hoping the offense can turn the corner. And really that's to me, the right approach, because again, if they're going to make the postseason, if they're going to win nine games and, and get that last wild card spot or potentially do better, it's because the offense is top five. It's because Murray is, is clicking on all cylinders with not only Hopkins, but with Christian Kirk, Kenyon Drake running efficiently, the offensive line continuing to play up to expectations. And then the defense plays somewhat complimentary football. I always was under the assumption that if the offense can be what we thought it would be, and the defense was sniffing 19, 20, 21st in the, in the NFL, um, assuming that they weren't, you know, crazy turning the ball over or collapsing on special teams, that they could be a, a nine win team. And I think that's still probably pretty realistic for this team, especially now with just the plethora of injuries San Francisco has gone through. And the fact that Arizona knocked them off week one, uh, the fact that three teams from the NFC West could make the postseason, I, I think that's semi-realistic at this point. Um, I want to read you guys off a stat real quick, and I want to get your reactions. And Meg, I'm sure you're familiar with this, being that you are from the Dallas area. But um, your guy, Kyler Murray, he's actually from Allen, Dallas. Uh, yep. And um, turns out he's pretty good at winning an AT&T Stadium. In fact, he's never lost. And he's won three state titles. Uh, obviously, he's won a too. And again, <laughs> uh, just being the number one pick overall, like he's he's pretty successful in wherever he has been, but especially so in AT&T Stadium. And let me add another uh, worrying stat for Cowboys fans. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just being a super downer, but like I just got these are these are terrible stats. Um, Dalton is also he's six and twenty in prime time and two two and five on Monday Night Football. Yeah. Look, it's not great, Bob. The Helen Eagles. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> I re yeah, I remember that being a stat with Dalton that he could never win in prime time. Um, so I guess, you know, this is something that you have to factor in. I, I think also it's worthy of providing some color commentary because when he was having those atrocious records on in prime time, it was with the Bengals. So sure. the Bengals were never going to be playing in prime time unless they were playing like a good team, like the, you know, Pittsburgh or something of that nature. So of course they're going to lose. Granted, the Cowboys... They, they'll put him in prime time just to put him in prime time because it's the Cowboys. Right. But it's right. kind of concerning because you're like, oh, well, now you're our guy. Can you actually drive this train? Whereas it seems I, that Kyler is like up yeah. for any challenge. I'm not stressing about the Andy Dalton stats in prime time, just strictly based off of the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> but with Kyler, you know what? He's good. So I'm scared about him. Yeah, he, you know, we, I think we take him already for granted uh, as a 23 year old uh, in his second year and going into the season, he had the the MVP hype and aspirations from the outs, you know, the, the media locally and nationally. And I think I was pretty consistent with my takes dating back to the spring where, you know, if they were able to make the postseason and he had a good year, that was, that was plenty good enough for, for Cardinal fans because the, the, the difference in, what we've seen with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson the last two seasons. And that's the consistent comparison for that third year jump. And even once before Mahomes, uh, I think in 2018, 2017, um, those teams were all preeminently stacked. Those were consistent playoff teams specific with Kansas city and Baltimore with Super Bowl contending or Super Bowl winning head coaches. Those are, those are upper tier Kansas city and Baltimore are two of the best run franchises in the NFL. That's not Arizona. I think Arizona's situation is, is much closely resembling 
Carolina when Cam Newton was drafted by the Panthers in what was that 2011, where they had a season of five and 10, five and 11 as Newton was a rookie. The next year they went seven and nine. They took Luke Keekley and they went seven and nine. And then the, the his, Cam's third year, they made a postseason run. What Arizona is asking and has asked Kyler Murray to do since day one is to, to be the face of the franchise, to carry them, to open up the playbook. And that's not what Mahomes was asked from Andy Reid his first year. He didn't play at all, of course. And Alex Smith, you know, they made the postseason. They had all these weapons and Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and a, a plus O line. And Lamar Jackson didn't play until late in his first year. And it was a very limited offense until year two, but they've got a you know premier running game and a defense. I mean, Kyler Murray last year, what he played with the offensive line in combination with the receiving core was probably one of the worst uh, to put it in comparison in Arizona in 2018, when they had Josh Rosen, they were led by Steve Wilkes had statistically the worst offense in the NFL over the last 20 years. And they, they shipped out Wilkes, they shipped out Rosen, they brought in Kyler and Cliff, but for the most part, everything else stayed the same. The receiving core, the offensive line, the running backs outside of Kenyon Drake midseason. And I think the Arizona Cardinals ended up being 13th overall in football outsiders offensive efficiency. That's all Kyler Murray by himself. So I can get behind the hype of, you know, he's one of the next great players in the NFL. I always thought the MVP talk was a little rich for a second year player still trying to elevate a middling franchise that has never won a Super Bowl. I think, again, He's, he's on pace right now for roughly 26, 27 passing touchdowns. And this isn't going to keep up with this pace, but he's on pace for 16 rushing touchdowns. So over 40 with, you know, 4,500 to 5,000 total yards from scrimmage. That's probably not going to be consistent. But again, he's, he's everything that they had hoped he would be. He's durable. He's a great face for this franchise. He says all the right things. And if they keep him healthy and consistently upgrade this team each offseason, they're going to have a chance to contend. That is assuming that we get proof that Cliff Kingsbury is a big-time head coach. I think there are more questions now clearly about whether or not Cliff can lead this team against the division that sports Kyle Shanahan and, and Pete Carroll and the aforementioned Sean McVay. But we've got little to no questions left on Kyler Murray, and that's why it is so you know, astonishing when he throws an interception and we're like, well, that's not supposed to happen. And then we're like, wait a minute, he's 23 years old. He, you know, he started one game in college. Let's give him a little leeway here, but no, he's, he's been incredible. Um, so I kind of want to get y'all's thoughts, just knowing again, um, the weapons that you guys have, obviously Kyler Murray, we know he's great. DeAndre Hopkins, Meg and I were talking about him earlier. I mean, we hated him since he was in Houston. Literally he's going to be on pace for a thousand yard season. It's disgusting how good he is. He's just good. And he's going to just obliterate our secondary, which is not great. Kenny Drake it. isn't off to the greatest start, but he's still, you know, a threat. Fits, you know, 17th season, but he still is who he is. And Christian Kirk, we can't forget about him. But you guys are 100% efficiency in the red zone, 81.3% of the time. What's that like? Yeah, touchdown. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But at the same time, you are also the most penalized team in the league with 42 sure. penalties total. So are we number like, two though? I'm sure we are. <laughs> it seems like you guys do a good job of beating yourselves too. So acknowledging all of that, I know Cowboys fans are listening to this kind of know what the Dallas Cowboys team have, even without Dak on the field, we know our weapons. How, we're, how are you feeling heading into the game? Do you think that, you know, prediction wise, is Arizona going to take it or what, what you got? I'll take I, the number two. <laughs> sure. I think, I do think Arizona wins again with Dalton against the Cardinals. If, if Dak was playing, I, I would not feel good about them pulling out a victory on Monday Night Football, as well as I think Kyler is going to play. Um, but I do think with Dalton, Dallas's offense, it, it may result in one or two less drives that don't end in points that otherwise would have ended in points. I think Kyler Murray, national stage, this is where he thrives. You mentioned undefeated and in high school and loves to play in this atmosphere in Texas probably would pick if he had to play for an NFL franchise behind closed doors, he would probably pick the Dallas Cowboys. And I know that makes a, a lot of Cardinal fans shaking their boots, but just, I mean, in all actuality, that's probably the case. Um, so I will go on the record as saying the Arizona Cardinals win something by the vicinity of 35 to, to 28. Um, I think it's going to be a high scoring affair. I think, Murray has utilized his legs much more than he did a year ago. That's going to present all kinds of problems for, for Dallas after, you know, we saw Danny Dimes last week move the ball sufficiently at times. Kyler's clearly a whole different what animal. And, no. <laughs> and DeAndre Hopkins is on pace for 1,700 yards receiving. So th that connection is, is working well. And what we saw last week was 
a commitment to the run game that, that Cliff Kingsbury has said has gotten away from him to start this season. They know the kind of weapons they have on the outside, and they've forgotten what made them successful last year when they won a handful of games, and that's you know making sure that Kenyon Drake and a player who your listeners may not know too much about in Chase Edmonds um, can be effective You know, coming out of the backfield and um, leaning against a Dallas front seven that's not playing great right now. So I'll go 35 to 28 is my final score. All right. I mean, you have more faith in us than I do. So I love that journey for you. Um, <laughs> I like, I've been all day. I've been like 24, 13 or 14. Do we get like, do we get two? Oh, goals Dallas, or? Dallas is going to score. Don't worry about that. They'll score against this defense. Yeah, Andy will play up to the team, up to his, you know, components. I'll give him that. But yeah, I'm Look, not. I had one ginger on my team before and he burned me. His name is Brandon Whedon. I'll never forget. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. Oh, man. Johnny, thank you so much for hanging out with sure. us. We Thanks really, for having me. We appreciate you. Yeah, um, tell everyone where they can find you. Sure, yeah. I am at Twitter at Johnny Venerable, J-O-H-N-N-Y-V-E-N-E-R-A-B-L-E. Uh, I write for revengeofthebirds.com. I also record a podcast through revengeofthebirds.com, the ROTB podcast with my buddy Blake Murphy. I also do a, a live Periscope post-game show after every Cardinal game, so you can check that out. If you want to talk Arizona Cardinal football this coming Monday after they beat the Dallas Cowboys, but in all oh. seriousness, thank, thank you guys <laughs> so much for having me on. It's been a, it's been a blast. Well, if you're a fan of the foul, give Johnny a follow or just a fan of like great content. or if you want to troll him yeah that's <laughs> I, I got plenty of those too hey Johnny do us a favor and appreciate your young stud of a quarterback while he is a uh, thriving absolutely we will do <laughs> thanks for coming on thank you after listening to how good the Cardinals sound I'm feeling a little venerable dude <laughs> <laughs> know every single time we like open up this ending outside of like a actual interview i'm like all right meg you ready and she goes yeah give me a second she goes all right i got one <laughs> i'm never ready no matter how many times we do this i am never ready i'm never ready until like five seconds later then i and it comes to me you're gold yeah honestly i just need someone out there just to know that megan murray's brain will be in a museum forever and ever always <laughs> for eternity It'll be, uh, they like preserve it in tequila. Oh, I was going to say cryo, but tequila is a new thing. You know, cryo tequila infused with tequila. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's perfect. Wow. Yeah. Maybe I can preserve my body in branch water. Like that's how that will work. And then you can bring me back to life when the technology is there. Yeah. Okay. Wow. We just <laughs> solved world problems. You're welcome. Completely. Anyway. Note that down. Um, so... It was awesome having Johnny Venerable on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Ranch Waters. Um, it was. Although I am even more concerned about this weekend. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We are going to be back with Fan Fridays next week, but we just had to get some expert opinions and insight into this weekend. Yeah, game. I think the two of us both had a crazy, insane, busy week. Bro. And the... Like, I can handle it when she has one, but when I have one and she has one, it's just not its not a good combo. I don't even know what day it is. Like, I was like... It's, I know it's Thursday because we had to record this. Literally, yes, that. But every, That's it. That was the only mile marker into how I knew what day and time it was at all. So... Same. God bless Fridays because here we are. Um, guys, it was fun hanging out with y'all. We appreciate you all. And we will be back next week with another episode of Girls Talking Boys. Monday Night Football, though, okay? So make sure you mark your calendars. And never mind that Annie Dalton doesn't do well on those nights because you know what? That's going to change. Does that mean we're uh, we're dropping a Tuesday pod or what? I don't know. I haven't quite figured that out yet. Maybe we'll do some, like, weirdness. I don't know. Stay tuned. Should we go live on something? Like, just throw our faces on the interweb somewhere? <laughs> yeah, let's live watch the game with uh, with our bro, Critty. Critters. Y'all need to that. follow at Critty, C-R-I-T-T-E-Y. Yeah, he's great. He's fantastic. Does he have numbers after his name? Yeah, it's like 2-2, two, two, something like that. Whatever. Asking, if you if you look him up, you'll find him. If you ask, You're asking the person who doesn't have a memory. Like, the ADH kid has no clue what his username is. Oh, 22. Yeah, 22. C-R-I-T-T-E-Y, 22. Yeah, 22, like Michael Irvine. He yeah. He said that on purpose like that. Okay. How dare you? Anyways. Um, remind me to tell you guys a story about my intern back in the day who thought that was his actual name. But, I digress. Um, well, if you're not going to tell it now. Okay, I'll tell it. 
So I used to run training camp for the Cowboys, uh, FYI. And when I was doing that, we had these walkie-talkies, and we used to have a VIP area. So story time, kids, buckle up. One of my interns like calls me, and he was like, he was like, hey, um, Kelsey, there's a there's a guy who's trying to get in here and park in VIP parking, and he's not on the VIP list. And I was like, all right, what's his name? Like, who is this crazy person trying to get in who's not supposed to get in? He's like. I have a Michael Irvine, but he's definitely not on the list. I was like, oh, my God, let him in. Like, let him in immediately. Oh, poor sweet baby angel. Michael Irvine is trying to get into Dallas Cowboys training camp, but he's not on the list. Oh, my God. So here's the thing, my sweet, sweet Did you fire him immediately? Um, no, he definitely had to go get – he was on coffee duty for a little bit, though, because of that. Um, although I don't drink coffee. But, Just yeah. Go get me coffee in, like – let it sit here. There's a perpetual list of bips, and he's definitely one of them. Um, just a little. I don't know. So figure it out. Might be something that you need to return to your house and and just do a little research before you come work for us and know the three triplets. I don't know if you're if you're trying to work with the Cowboys or be anywhere in the near general area, you better know Michael Irving. So shouts like Irving. Wow. Shouts. I just butchered that. You're welcome. I hate myself. It was me for doing that. Blame my intern. I do blame your intern. I, I was saying earlier, I'm looking for a, a list of people to blame this week. I'm putting him on number one. <laughs> Damn it, Harold! <laughs> What's his name, Harold? No. Oh. I can't even put his name out there. <laughs> um, good call. Good call. Um, so you don't need that. Thanks for listening to whatever the heck this has been. Uh, yeah. Besides a whole lot of fun. Guys, we will be back next week. We'll keep you posted on our Twitter when we're going to be back, what time, what day. But in the meantime, coming out with us, shout out to the interwebs in all caps. You can find me on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles and Meg. At Meg Murray with four R's. Um, But the most important thing you will hear all day, never, ever, ever forget. Dallas forever. Philly and Arizona for never. Foul for never, bitches. We don't like birds. We don't eat birds. Birds aren't real. They're not real. Goodbye.